Hello everyone, I'm LTG, and welcome to my podcast. Hello everyone, I'm LTG, formerly known as Luke the Geek. Because that name was really weird, I changed it to LTG. Welcome to my podcast. Today, well it's first, it's technically the first episode, I had... If you did not know, I live-streamed in, the, in January 1st, 2019. That was technically episode 1, but I renamed it to episode 0 and unlisted it because it was so cringe. Um, so yeah, now I'm on an actual platform. Uh, apparently this gets posted to Spotify and all them. So, you know, that's nice. Um, so, I don't know if the music will be on the Spotify version, but just before that interlude, there was Give Me The Prize by Queen, which is... One of my favourite songs. It's also my theme for Render Wrestling. So yeah, this is technically episode two, but it's episode one. Because, yeah, it didn't really work on Google Hangouts, and this is much easier, and it actually gets posted to podcast things. Um, so yeah, um, let's get started. If you're listening to this on, I forgot what the app's called now. The app that I'm using. Um, Diane, and what's it called now? Um, this is not, I'll tell you after the. When after this, because I can just pause it and stuff. So yeah, um, if you're listening to this on the app that I'm using to create this, then you'll be able to hear the copyrighted songs. But you won't be able to hear it on the Spotify version, because obviously Spotify is a music thing, and you won't be able to hear it on podcasts, because obviously copyright. It only plays 30 seconds of the song anyway, and I'll, I'll only be playing the wrestling themes of one of the wrestlers that's in WrestleMania. So today, we are going to be sort of reviewing... Um, WrestleMania weekend. We'll probably do Superstar Shake Up and and uh, stuff like that after. We might not do this for every Raw, but we'll do it for when I can. Um, so yeah, this is not guaranteed unless we get like super popular, but that's probably never gonna happen. So yeah, hopefully, you, hopefully you all enjoy the show. Welcome to WrestleMania. So WrestleMania starts with a. WrestleMania pre-show, which was streamed, um, which was streamed on YouTube and the WWE Network. The second hour was was on the USA Network, I believe, because I don't know why not. So the first match, Tony Nese defeated Buddy Murphy for the Cruiserweight title. I thought this match was very good. It was better than last year's Ali versus Cedric Alexander. Not that last year's was bad. I feel like it just wasn't really. It should have showcased the actual cruiserweights a bit more. Like I think Cedric started doing a headlock, and I was like, Cedric, this is like your one time to show the WWE, the casual fans what Two or Five Live is. And I know they saw it last year with Neville, well, the year before, to Neville with Neville versus Austin Aries, which both of them are now gone with. Um, that was an okay match as well. I don't know why I've got back to, gone back to WrestleMania 33. Let's not talk about that. Even well, it was good, but it got bad near the end. So yeah, um, most of these matches on this card were 10 minutes, some were 20 minutes, and some were squashes. So yeah, they obviously wanted to waste, not waste time, save time, because of how many matches. There was 16 matches. Wow. But then again, the show was quite well-timed, considering how many matches there were in the time. But yeah, um, there were quite a couple cool spots. Buddy Murphy's attire was amazing. Um... The WrestleMania like stage, it was okay. I feel like it just looked like the front of a production truck. 
um it was it was all right um it could have been a it could have been really better it could have been really good but it was just basic and basics is, it sometimes works and for buddy murphy's entrance i thought it worked of course the, in the pre-show they all come through the uh, middle bit they didn't get walked down the full ramp it's even a small ramp they just wanted to save time so yeah tony needs new cruiserweight champion um i think i don't know if that was the right decision or not but here it is i thought thought it was a pretty good decision um but i would have liked to see buddy murphy hold on for that longer but then again he did go to smackdown in the superstar shake-up so it wouldn't exactly make sense for him to retain unless he'd go to the main roster with the cruiserweight championship funny how cruiserweight used to be on raw now they're just their own separate entity which you know really cool okay on to the next match Next match on the WrestleMania pre-show was the women's 17-woman battle royale. Um, I think last year was bigger than this because they had loads of NXT people. Um, I'm just see actually. Um, of course, we used to be called the um, fabulous Moolah, but you know, you know, they should have changed it to the China one. Um. It's funny that Kyrie Sane was in both. Uh, that was actually actually a surprise. Okay. Thirty-four. Okay, and he actually go to the Wikipedia page here. Got the wrong one. As you do, you know. As you do. I just realised there's a cruiserweight t- cruiserweight title tournament for every single for well the past two WrestleManias. Well, the one for the first one, I don't think so. Twenty. It was twenty-one. We're back where we are. Julio. So yeah, this year Carmella won it, the princess of Staten Island. Um, I don't think that should have happened, but I think that um, um, I honestly think that WWE doesn't. They just don't care about the um, battle royales. I think well, I think they care a tiny bit more about the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale because then again, Mojo Rawley won it. But I mean, Naomi and Carmella, that it didn't really do anything. Well, we don't know if it does anything for Carmella yet. But with Last Love and Attacking Last Truth on Superstar Shake Up, I don't think that it's going to benefit Carmella in any way. Because it, it was just used to put Last Sullivan over for some reason. Um, 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 I, I realise I say um a lot, sorry. Um, okay, that was on purpose. So yeah, like, um, oh my god. Sorry, I need to keep. If you if I say um one more time just ignore me honestly. Ugh. So um God damn it. Carmella won it. By last eliminating Sarah Logan. It was one of those spots where we thought Sarah Logan won, which was it was okay, but I was like, what Sarah Logan won? Really? But I think she shouldn't have won. Or maybe Kyrie Sane should have won or something. That would have been better. Um anyway, let's go to the next match on the pre-show. So, the next match, the Raw Tag Team Championship match. Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder, the Edgeheads, formerly the Edgeheads, defeated the Revival, Dash, Wal- Wal- Dash Wilder and Scott Dawson. Dash Wilder got a huge pop, thanks to the um, thing where he punched the Bret Hart attacker. Honestly, that Bret Hart attacker was so dumb. There's this video online where you can see him running from the crowd, and the security, they were so close to him, like, if they just reached out their arms to try and grab him, they probably could, but then again, he might slip. So, 
you know, and he might have fallen onto the LED board and might have died himself. I don't know. It would have at least caught a concussion. But then again, I mean, there should have been better security anyway. And apparently they were just giving away the ticket last minute of the Hall of Fame because no, they want they wanted to make like more people paid. Sorry about this ASMR, but was, eh, secrets. So, oh yeah, by the way, we are doing WrestleMania weekend. We're just doing NXT Takeover after this because I feel like NXT Takeover was way better. Again, with the ASMR, NXT Takeover New York was way better in my opinion. Of course it was. It had a 5.5 star match. Of course it was. Um, yeah, this is a bittersweet moment for Kurt Hawkins. Um, oh my god. Um, with him winning. Um, you know, I wish they brought back in the, middle, in the middle of it now. That's just a more superior theme in my opinion. Because of the lyrics. I swear WWE don't have lyrics to any themes now. Maybe some NXT people. Baron Corbin. But I mean, after Jim, anything that CFO have made. Like, to the main roster people of Harley and the themes. Um, they should bring, like, more eyes to bring back themes. Like, Sakurai has Down Straight or something. I don't know if I pronounced that right. Down Straight does do his, same with Dolph Ziggler and The Miz. And Alex Riley had some. That was because it was made before. But Sakurai was pretty recent. 2016. Anyway, it, it was an okay match. Um, I think there was lots of headlocks and stuff. Which was sort of annoying. But, you know, it was alright. It was a fine match. It was good for the pre-show, I'd say. If it was on the main card, I would have wanted a little more action. But I honestly expected a bit more from these guys. So, yeah. Next up, the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. Raw Braun Strowman. <laughs> I don't know if you can hear that theme, but I accidentally kept playing it, and now it's played on my phone. So, yeah, hopefully you can't hear that, because it's very annoying. Because it loops. CFO, stop looping your themes, mate. Um, so, uh, so yeah, he, there we go, it's gone, uh, won by last eliminating Colin Jost, so yeah, the, um, TV presenters win this match, Colin Jost and Colin Zeal, I don't know his second name, Colin somewhere, I think, I think, don't at me, I don't watch American TV, obviously, because I'm British, why would I watch American TV, then again, I watch WWE, but I mean, that's because I'm interested in it, if, I, I won't just only watch the American version of whatever show, what a Saturday Night Live, I think. Yeah, this was a pretty. This is probably the most boring Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale, in my opinion. I think the only spot that I liked was when um, Luke Harper was going to suplex Ali, and then Braun was like, Braun! and kicked him right in the torso, and then, Braun! as you do. I think that was the only really cool spot. Um, and yeah, again, the same spot as the women's one where. Where someone thought that they won, but then they didn't, because a couple of other people were still there. Although Braun did eventually win, which I think was sort of obvious. And Andrade eliminated himself. I'm like, bruh, bruh, you've been wrestling for so many years. Eh. He should have gone for this second rope or something, I don't know. But yeah, I honestly thought... I don't know, I usually... For some reason, I usually like Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royale. The armbar, let's say armbar for short. I usually like the armbar. I don't even know why. It's not even that good of a match usually. It's just I'm a big fan of Battle Royales and Royal Rumbles and all these sort of matches. It's strange. I don't even know why. But I am. Um, but this was a very horrible match. I just realised every single match I've talked about now has been like in the 10 minute mark. Except from the World Tag Team titles. Yeah, it's funny because the 
Tony Nice and Buddy Murphy was 10.40. Women's was 10.30. And this one's been 10.20. Oh my god, you know what's funny? The Smackdown tag team tiles were 10.10. <laughs> okay, bye guys. Let's go to the Mania main, main, main show, you know? Let's go to the Mania main, main show. WrestleMania. WrestleMania starts with Alexa Bliss. Well, actually, no, it starts within the US. Like, a song for the USA that they do in nearly every WrestleMania. But we'll skip that because I don't know any of that. I usually skip it anyway because I don't know any of that and I'm not American. I mean, you sort of shoving your patriotic stuff in our faces. Which, then again, I don't mind because they are in America. So, you know. Do they do it when they're in Canada? I don't know if they, I think they've had a, they've had a WrestleMania in Canada. I don't know that. I don't know if they did it then though because I haven't watched that one heat. So yeah, um, Alexa Bliss came out saying, "I can make anything happen with a snap of my fingers," like saying that she's a popular girl. It's called I don't know, like she's a bitch, and um, saying, "Oh yeah, I can do whatever I want in anyone. I can control anyone. Stuff like that." I think I don't know. Don't remember it for line to line. Then she she snapped her magic fingers. Then the racist immortal Hulk Hogan came out, brother. And then you know it's come out. And then Paul Heyman just suddenly started walking down the ring as you do. And it was funny because it looked like Paul Heyman's new theme was real American, but it wasn't obviously. But it was just so funny because he was walking down to to Hulk Hogan's music and stuff. And they didn't stop the music. He would just him like. I am a real American. So yeah, let's go to the first match of the night, which honestly, I'm surprised. The, I'm surprised that this was the first match on, even though they sort of built a storyline around it. Anyway, see you there. So yeah, Paul Heyman said that. Well, fam, we're not the main event, so why not have a match? Yes, right now the first match of the night: Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins. Which I don't agree with because, sort of like Sheamus versus Daniel Bryan, it shouldn't be the first match. It's the Royal Rumble winner, which is supposed to be the main event of WrestleMania, which I guess now has to bounce between man and woman. But still, it, mm, it, it, it shouldn't have been the first match. Uh, maybe, I don't know what else could have been the first match. Maybe AJ Styles versus Randy Orton could have been the first match. Or maybe Shane no, McMahon versus Miz shouldn't have been first. Um, I don't know. But still, I mean, it shouldn't have been the first match. I don't know what more I can say. It was basically a qualified squash match. Three curb stomps. Well, there's a low blow before that. One, two, three. Boom, new Universal Champion. I am happy that Seth is the Universal Champion because I, do, I don't know. If Brock was here more, I would love him because he's just a beast. And like, I love his finisher, I love his moveset. Even though it is a bit boring, I still love it. Like On 2K, I love his moveset. But because we never see him in real life. Because like most of the shows that I watch live, because I live in the UK, I can't really watch that many shows live. He's never on those shows. So I can, and I can never watch a full WWE pay-per-view after it airs because it's just boring to me. I can watch it. I was really up and watch it, but if I if I already know the result, I don't want to watch the full match, unless I'm going back to like twenty ten or something, and watching it just because I want to. I don't know, but hopefully, you get what I mean. I know the next match, AJ Styles versus Randy Orton. Let's go. So yeah, AJ Styles defeated Randy Orton in a match that was basically a quarter of an hour. 
I thought it was a pretty good match. I mean, again, it wasn't the best. I think it could have been better. But then again, these men were like in the 40s. And they are still pretty good wrestlers. Well, AJ Styles is obviously a phenomenal wrestler. But like Randy Orton, he could be better. He could be a better wrestler, but his character work is amazing. Like the Viper character, or whatever character he's playing now, is it's just amazing. Like this match, I don't know. Is it just me, or do I think that this shouldn't have just been a normal singles match? But then again, the build-up didn't really go towards the false cut anywhere. But like, Batista versus Triple H did because they have actual history. Well, Batista, no. Well, Randy Orton and Eddie Styles don't really have that history. The only history they have is it like a sign, saying sign AJ Styles. That's literally the only history they've had together, really. And that yeah. So yeah, in fairness, it was a pretty good match, but it could have been better. Okay. Next match time, baby. Next up, the SmackDown Live Tag Team Championships. The Usos versus Alistair Black and Ricochet versus Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura versus The Bar. Pretty good match, you know, 10 minutes. Um, Ricochet and Alistair Black's debut on WrestleMania. It's funny because they literally just debuted on the main roster a couple of months out before. I was about to say that it was their debut like pay-per-view but then I remember remembered that they wrestled on fast lane. Um yeah. It's funny because they had three tag team championship matches that week. They had was it on the Raw they had it against the Revival. On NXT they had it against the War Raiders or now known as the Viking Experience. <laughs> we'll get on to that next episode or something. Um So yeah, a pretty good match actually. Well, what I would say, actually, it's Ricochet and Alistair Black, Rusev, Shinsuke Nakamura, and the Usos. Amazing, 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 amazing wrestlers. Cesaro, in that category, I forgot to mention him. Sheamus, he isn't the best wrestler. He shouldn't be... If it, if the, if that bracket that I just named was the best wrestlers, they, then Sheamus shouldn't be in it. He's a, he's a really good wrestler, but he's not, like, amazing, if you get what I mean, like... Again, not, no, no. As I like Sheamus. I'm not no like disrespect to him. Like so. Yeah, the Usos retained, which. Eh, and then they lost it to the Hardy Boys like the next night. Well, on SmackDown Live, the two nights after, Costa went to Raw and the Superstar Shake Up, and WWE management spoiled it by having it show the Usos instead of Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. So it's like, WWE, what you doing, fam? Okay, next match. Here comes the money, it is The Miz versus Shane McMahon. This was a pretty good match. It shouldn't have been 1.75 stars rated by Dave Meltzer. I mean, it w it's Shane McMahon versus The Miz. I understand that it won't be the greatest match of all time, obviously. But, I mean, Miz literally did a suplex off of a really high thing that I don't know the name of. How? Eh? I mean, that's dedication right there. It should have been more than 1.75. I know that it goes from minus 5 to 5. Well, some occasions, occasions like 7 or something, but still. It's stupid, in my opinion. And the Miz should have won anyway, but that's a different story. Because it didn't really it didn't really make Miz weak. Because it was after he did that massive suplex and Shane crawled all over him. You know, it didn't show that he was weak. It just showed that he was exhausted. So, I'm not really mad about that. Because Miz is my boy. 
Miz, you're the best. <laughs> and yeah, somehow he managed to cut himself open with a chair on the Superstar Shake-Up episode of Raw. As mentioned, I've just realised I'm mentioning loads of the Superstar Shake-Up when I was supposed to be covering that next episode. Oh well. But like, honestly though, the match could have been better. But it's Shane McMahon versus The Miz. What do you expect? They are pretty good wrestlers. But then again, you know, Miz is better as like a talker. I love The Miz's promos. And is is good in ring. But I think he's a better talker. Like his match with a backlash with Seth Rollins was probably the only good match on the backlash card of 2018. I don't know. Is there going to be a backlash this year? I don't think there is. Which is weird. Maybe because last year was a bad show. Except from the Miz versus Seth Owens, that was the only match that I got into. Anyway, next match. I forgot to mention Miz Daddy, yay! Oh, that, that was a pretty good yay, to be honest. Yay, Miz Dad went to attack Shane and Mick, 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 Mick Jagger. But then Shane and Mac just went like, ba 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 ba, you dead fam. And he died. Rip Miz Dad. Next up was the um, the Fatal 4-Way Tag Team match for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, which only existed a couple of months ago. Um, oh my god, I keep seeing them. The Boston Hug Connection, which is Bailey and Sasha Banks with the current champions going in. They, of course, won them at the Elimination Chamber. Did they defend it at Fastlane? I think they defended it against Nia Jackson, Tamina. Tamina, Tamina. I'm not sure, though. Anyway, the Iconics, Billy Kane, Pitt and Royce defeat the Boston Hug Connection, Bailey and Sasha Banks, Nia Jackson, Tamina, 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 why do I keep saying Tamina? Tamina, Nia Jackson, Tamina, and also the reuniting Divas of Doom, aka Beth Phoenix and Natalia, who came out with Brit Hart. I gotta be honest, I did not really watch this match. Well, I didn't really watch this or. Triple H versus Batista. I just saw bits of them. All Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre, to be honest. Anyway, it was a pretty good match, I think, to what my friends have told me. I think, I don't know. Did they tell me anything about this match? I don't even know. Anyway, anyway, I sort of like the result. I think it's okay. I feel like the Iconics needed sort of a moment like this because they were starting to get a bit irrelevant. Only problem is, I think Sasha Banks left the company always like on a bit of a break because of this, because she she was sad that her and Bailey didn't get a longer reign for the title. That's what I heard, but I'm just like, they you always got the title. Stop whining. Plus, there might be some personal reasons. I think that's why Bailey tag team with Naomi and then Bailey went to SmackDown as a singles competitor. It's all weird. Anyway, next match. It's time for the feel-good moment of WrestleMania, excluding Kurt Hawkins, Kofi Kingston. The first African-American, a.k.a. Black, a.k.a. whatever you want to call them. Please, not the N-word, like, because, I mean, that's a bit racist. <laughs> Kofi Kingston defeated Daniel Bryan to become the first ever African-American WWE champion. And by the way, the Rock or Roman Reigns do not count their Samoan and their tanned, so get your facts right. So, yeah, I'm so happy for Kofi. So, the New Day, they've been a big act in WWE for a while now. One of the most over than it used to be. But yeah, one of, the, one of the greatest tag teams, probably, in the modern era. 
I don't want to say all time, but then again, they've had the longest reigning tag team championships. So maybe one of the best of all time. I'm not saying they are the best. I'm saying they're one of the best. At least the best of this generation sort of tag team. Them and the Usos are probably the best in this generation. The Revival, if they were at the full capacity, would be amazing. But, you know, WWE are like, yeah, we can't push them like NXT did. Until recently, then they lost to two jobbers. Although I love Kurt Hawkins and Zack Ryder. They are jobbers. Anyway, this match was pretty good. I think there was a couple of botches, but, I mean, he always botches that. I've got what it's called now. The move where, like, someone's running at him and then he, like, does a double stomp. It's probably just called the double stomp, in it? Anyway, that move, I think he botches that quite a lot. Well, that's not really his problem. That's not his fault, so. I mean, it's pretty hard to do that move. Oh, yeah, yeah that's, that's it. Oh, I forgot to mention the Harper return of the Battle Royale, didn't I? Well, I, I mentioned him, but I didn't mention that he returned. Ooh-woo. Next match, boy. Oh, yeah, Samoa Joe, the United States champion, came out like, Joe, 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 Joe. Uh, and he defeated Rey Mysterio, who apparently had an injury, but then is still fighting like he was on the Raw and stuff. Uh, where? But, like, he lost in, like, one minute, exactly one minute, and retained his United States Championship. Was it because he had the flu? Because that's why he wasn't on Raw. Or SmackDown, for that matter, because he had the flu. Well, I don't know. This was all it needs to be, but... Mm, I don't know. It might be because he had the flu. I don't know if I wanted Rey Mysterio or Samojo to win. I wasn't really fussed because the United States Championship was basically a hot potato for a bit. And I don't really think it's a good championship anymore. It's not as prestigious as the Intercontinental Championship anymore. Well, Bobby Lashley won it straight away, basically, after Dean Ambrose won it. So I don't think that would become prestigious. All the Miz is hard work undone. Lashley, Lashley. Anyway, so, yeah, it was an alright match for what it was. I did its job. Um, yeah, next match. Okay, now it's time for the big dog. Roman Reigns defeated Drew McIntyre in his return singles match from that bitch known as Cancer. It beat up Drew McIntyre, you know. Obviously, I think this was as much as Drew McIntyre wanted to get pushed and I wanted him to get pushed. It was sort of obvious that Reigns was going to win just because, I mean, he just came back from Kansas and, I mean, you can't really make him lose after that, can you? Maybe in, like, Raw or something, but not WrestleMania. Surprise, this isn't this didn't main event. <laughs> or Woman Raw Water Rig. Wig. By the way, I'm not... This is not Roman hate. I actually like Roman. I hate the haters. <laughs> hate the haters, but, like, honestly, Roman haters just, they've just got on a bandwagon. Like, I sort of hated him for a bit, but then I realised that he can't control his character, and I was like, mm, he's, just playing, he's, he's basically just a glorified actor. Yeah, so, I hated him around WrestleMania 33 when he beat The Undertaker with it, but then he, like, put over Braun's drill when it paid back, you know. Because Reigns invincible, and Braun was just like, Rawr! So I highly respected him after that. I'm basically seeing that from a friend, though. But <laughs> Elite, don't judge me. So, yeah, um, next match. Okay, so now we get the battle of two themes that are amazing. Triple H, you know, amazing theme. Both themes, he has King of Kings and the game. 
versus Batista, who has one of my favourite themes of all time, I Walk Alone, and also Batista's awesome. I, just, I wish Batista came back full-time and honestly was like what it was in 2007 or something like that. Batista's awesome. Like, I remember seeing the video on the Up, Up, Down, Down channel with Xavier Woods completely fanboying over it, and it made me laugh so hard. And if I was at WrestleMania, I would have probably joined him. <laughs> Even though I was, I was a fan. If I was a wrestler, I would have joined him. And then Big E was trying to hide him because all the fans could see him because it was, like, in between the... It was, like, backstage, and they came out of the door, and it was, like, in between the fan things because the, the fan seats, like, go up, don't they? It was, like, in between those. Oh, if you haven't watched it, it's amazing. It's technically, like under the Smackdown vs Raw series for some reason. It's like episode something point five, but it's actually not it's not got any gameplay in it. It's just him shouting. Which and Tyler Breeze is in it at the start, so you know, pretty funny. Yeah, Triple H won. Triple H's entrance was a bit weird like, but I mean, you know, you could hear Batista saying like, this is really cool and I'm like, Batista, you're not facing him in a blood for you to you're an actor, aren't you? And there's a couple couple of couple of cool spots like when they um, tried to take his nose ring but then the ref gave him another nose ring so I'm like Whoa. so did Batista actually take off his nose ring whilst the ref was giving Hunter his other nose ring because he could have just cut to the crowd honestly it's a bit stupid um yeah I think that was it Triple H well if Triple H lost he would have retired but it's funny because Batista he would have retired anyway, as he announced on his Twitter. And he's probably, he's probably going into the Hall of Fame next year as the headliner. Probably, because that's like what Goldberg did after he retired at WrestleMania. And so did... Um, did anyone else do that? I swear someone else. Sting, Sting did that. Did Sting headline that year? Was it 2016? Right. No, did, I don't even know. I think Kevin Nash headlined that, didn't he? If he did that stupid, I might just be dumb. That, I think Kevin Nash headlined that, didn't he? Yeah. I think. I'll, oh, no, he didn't. No, he, he, he headlined 2015. Uh. Anyway, I'm getting confused here. Let's just skip to the next match Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. <clears throat> okay, so Kurt Angle's retirement match at WrestleMania. Already in, hall, in the Hall of Fame, so we can't do a Batista like what I just mentioned. This match. It was just sad to be honest. As much as I love Kurt, he shouldn't have been wrestling. Um, he should have. Maybe he should be in tag matches like a WrestleMania Thirty Four. But he shouldn't be wrestling singles matches at his age. And like he can hardly walk, he can hardly speak, he can hardly wrestle. Just the business has taken a toll on him. And like, it's just. I, I love Kurt though. You so. I miss him as general manager though. As much as. I don't know. I just miss general managers. I don't know, because they were like loads of filler and stuff, maybe, but it was still so good. But Baron Corbin had to ruin it, didn't you? Baron Corbin ruined the general manager of all. That's why we don't have them anymore. <laughs> Baron Corbin shouldn't have won. It's Kurt Angle's farewell match. Props to him for putting him over, but Baron Corbin, no one likes him, literally. I know it's heel heat and stuff, but it should have been. It should have been. It should have been Drew McIntyre. Yeah, Baron Corbin versus Roman Reigns. It might have been boring, but Drew McIntyre beating Kurt Angle would have been a lot better. Wouldn't it? Wouldn't it? If you don't agree with me, then you don't... Sorry, opinions. You need to have your own opinion. Yeah, I'll... 
So, Sal, I don't know it. Do you know what I'm going to do starting from next episode if if there's enough entries and if I start to get more people watching, which will probably never happen, I will start to have a question of the day, which I'll answer at the start of every episode. So, if this catches on, I'll just do it now because it probably won't catch on. And if no one answers this one, because no one might listen to this, I'll just say at the start of next episode till I get the answers. My question of the day is, if general managers were still implemented in the WWE, who would you want to be in them, that role for Raw and SmackDown? It doesn't have to be active roster. It doesn't have to be legends. Just anyone that's been in the wrestling business that is still alive. It, it could be Kurt Hawkins. It could be Big Show. It could be Mark Henry. It could be back to Kurt Angle. It could be Eric Bischoff, Teddy Longplayer, Psycho Sid, I don't know. Brutus the Barber Beefcake could be a Babette Sunday. <laughs> I'm saying random names now. Anyway, next match. Next up, we have the Intercontinental Championship match Finn Balor versus Bobby Lashley with Leo Rush. Lashley, Lashley. Okay, I'll stop now. I think this was the right choice to make Finn win, but I don't know why. I honestly don't know why Bobby got the championship back in the first place. I mean, he should have just kept it on Finn. <laughs> Ugh. But then again, it was a pretty cool WrestleMania moment to see Finn bring out the demon for Bobby Lashley. Excuse me. And he, he didn't bring it out for Miz or Seth Rollins, which was... I mean, he should have brought it out for them too if you're bringing it out for Bobby, Bobby Lashley. Although he's a big boy, it's not as much of a threat as the Miz or Bobby Lashley or Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth's a new Universal champ, mate. And he also... Like, actually, no. He beat him at SummerSlam as a demon. Anyways... This and the last match, this and Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle shouldn't have been this far down in the show. But then again, it probably took him ages to get a face paint on. It was what it needed to be this match, nice and sweet, short and sweet. But th- this match should have been earlier, same with Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle. Baron Corbin versus Kurt Angle should have definitely been quite early on. I understand why Finn Balor versus Lashley was on this late just because of the face paint. But still, you know. So yeah, Finn Balor won, right choice, right decision, right timing, right everything. I think that was actually a good choice to make. It's funny because all the champions now are actually pretty good champions. Anyway, the the next match, the main event, you know, it was pretty good. It was 21 minutes of my time. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, it's now time for your all-women main event. That's my impression of Howard Finkel, but that was horrible. Honestly, this this shouldn't have been invented. As much as I'm okay with the women's evolution, revolution, whatever you want to call it, it shouldn't have been invented. Charlotte Flair shouldn't have been in this match. The storyline wasn't that good. It was when it was just Becky versus Ronda, but Charlotte shouldn't have been in this match. Honestly, she shouldn't have been. Because, I mean... After all the arrests and all of the stuff like that, it just got boring. It's supposed to be wrestling. It's fake. You don't need all these arrests. You don't need to go over the top for this. It was perfect as it was. And also the botched finish. I think that that was supposed to be the actual finish. It's just that Ronda accidentally put her shoulders up, which wasn't really her fault. But the ref still counted it. But the ref got fined because it was supposed to be like realistic. So, But that was the finish. I mean, if... Uh, 
You know, WWE confuse me sometimes. But yeah, I don't. I don't think Ronda should have been pinned if that was the intended finish, because Ronda's like big UFC boy. Oh, girl, sorry. I don't know where Ronda's gone. Right choice again. I mean, Becky Lynch is super over. I used to like Becky. Now I don't like her as much. Not because she's a badass now, but it's because people are comparing her to Stone Cold Steve Austin and CM Punk and stuff like this. No, Becky Lynch is herself. She Becky Lynch is Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch is who she is. She is she is herself. Stop comparing her to all these legends and alumni and Hall of Famers. No, let her be herself. Honestly, the fans of Becky Lynch are the people that are making me hate Becky Lynch. And it's not Becky Lynch's fault, it's the fans. Just all the fans raging on about how Becky Lynch is. No, she's the man. She's she's Stone Cold Steve Austin. She's Austin 316. Becky 316. I'm just like, no. She's Becky Lynch. She has ginger hair. She's not bald. She might stand up to the authority. But that has nothing to do with Stone Cold. Anyway, now. Finally. Let's get to NXT TakeOver New York. This has been a long journey just to get past WrestleMania. That's why I did it first. And also because NXT TakeOver New York was a better show. Okay. Let's get to the, the next show. Okay, NXT TakeOver New York with the theme, You Should See Me in a Crowd by Billy Eilish. Whoever she is. I know she's like 17 or something. That's all I know about her. And she's a woman or a girl, I guess. Anyway. That theme was alright, by the way. It's, uh, I prefer some Rocky. Rocky, Rocky Maivia. Um, Rocky Balboa, not Rocky Maivia. But I'm dumb. And he was... It was an alright theme. Now let's get to the actual matches, you know? You know? I just realised there's no opening for this, is there? So, um... So, 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 so. The first match will count the, um... The uh, the taped matches, like, you know, the taped matches that they have. I'll put these, like, I'll talk about these first, then I'll get to the actual main show. So the Street Profits, Anzo Dawkins and Montez Ford defeated Fabian Eichner and Marcel Barthel, a.k.a. the European Union. Jackson Riker defeated Danny Birch. And Candice LeRae defeated Aaliyah. Aaliyah, Mohammed Hassan theme, please, with Vanessa Bourne. You know, she's the vision. She's got an eye on you. Now, now let's get to the actual show. So, the first match. War Raiders, Hanson and Roe, a.k.a. the stupid name of the Viking experience, a.k.a. Ivar and Eric, or something like that, versus the team of Alistair Black and Ricochet, the well-established team, as talked by, about by WrestleTalk, who won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic. Right, right, the one that one for him. They um. So Hanson and Rowe, I'm gonna. Call, I'm still calling them the War Raiders. WWE, you can't. You cannot make me call them the Viking Experience. That sounds like a Disneyland ride, literally. The War Raiders retained. Really good match. Well, every single match of the on the, on this card was really good, obviously. But still, amazing match. I absolutely loved it. Like, uh, watching it live was just like, oh, 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 like it is for any NXT TakeOver. NXT TakeOver is so good because everyone is trying to outdo each other. And Hanson and Rowe was like, springboard by Hanson. Oh my God, the big dude goes. And 
of course, Alistair Black and Ricochet, that was their quote-unquote swan song, which means, like, finale on the NXT roster, because now they're on Raw. But I think, are the Warriors on Raw now, or was it just a one-time appearance? Because, I mean, they're still the tag team champions when I'm recording this on the Friday. And probably when this is going out, so that's confusing. Anyway, real good match. Next match. Next match was the NXT North American Championship match. Matt Riddle versus the reigning champion Velveteen Dream. Velveteen Dream defeated Matt Riddle, but it wasn't in a way that Matt Riddle looked weak. It was like sort of a roll-up thing, I think. It was like, was it a bro mission into it? I don't remember because I haven't rewatched it. All I remember was that it wasn't a normal pin. It was like a sneaky, 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 sneaky tactic pin. But I think... I think this was the weakest male match on the card. I don't know why. I just thought it was. Not that it was a bad match. It was not a bad match. But, I don't know. I just don't really like Matt, Matt Riddle's style of wrestling. Like it's, He's a really good wrestler, but I just don't like it as much as like the other wrestlers. I don't know why. Anyway, Velveteen Dream retained. Pretty good match, as I said before. It wasn't five stars. Well, it wasn't even rated that. I'm not, I'm not saying it was. I'm just saying it wasn't really a five-star performance. No, I don't think anyone made it five stars. Like, But yeah, next match. So, the next match, which for some reason is my favourite match of the night. The singles match for the WWE United Kingdom Championship. Pete Dunne versus Walter, in all caps. By the way, if you listen to this on um, the app that I'm using, you'll hear that I played Pete Dunne's theme instead of Walter's, just because I couldn't find a Walter's theme. It probably is on here, but... It's like the actual title of it. It's like something number nine in like E minor and loads of random numbers. And I, I can't just add that into this kind of every single time Walter has a match. So I'll just do the opponents if it's been released because you don't know if it's been released here. Yeah, look at the Pete Dunne was. And also I'll use his icy duck no, his indie theme because I prefer that. So on to the actual match. Really good match, honestly. Really good match. It was like a stiff contest. Pete Dunne's, like, 600-day reign finally ended, which I think was a perfect decision to show that Walter was, like, a big boy, you know? A big boy! Yeah, that was it, basically. This has been a really short one, considering it's my favourite match. This should have been five stars, but it was, like, 4.75. Next up, the women's fatal... Was it five-way or four-way? One, two, three, four... It is a fatal four-way! So, Shayna Baszler versus Io Shirai versus Bianca Belair versus Kairi Sane. I think this was a, a, I think this was the worst match on the card, but that isn't saying much because NXT TakeOvers are still amazing shows. If this was on WrestleMania, it would have been one of the matches of the night. You see, that? that's how good it is. I don't know what makes NXT better. Is it because people want to, like, both parties want to, like, be like, oh, let's make our best match ever? Oh, I don't know if it's just because of the compact feel of it, because even in the Barclays Centre where Raw is, or wherever, wherever it films, I think of the Barclays, Barclays Centre, it still feels, like, compact. I don't know if that's because of the lighting, because if you look, the lighting's all dark and stuff in the next day, while the main roster's all bright and stuff. Maybe that's why, because if it's more bright, you can see everyone, but if it's dark, you can't, so it feels more compact, so it feels better. And the chops actually feel like, for example, Walter's chops, you can hear them. I don't know. Um, of course, the pirate princesses people were in the... I don't know if they're called the pirate princesses. 
they were in the match, but she, I think Shayna, was it Bianca, Bianca Belair, she made tap out? I can't remember. Anyway, someone tapped out, and, and Shayna Baszler is still your is still your women's champion. I thought she was going up to main roster, and like, because one of the uh, four horsewomen of NXT, of UFC, and that is married to, are married to Roderick Strong, so I thought they'd join, I don't know, the Undisputed Era or something, you know, to have a woman in it, so she could win the women's championship and everyone could hold a title there but that's not to be but imagine that though Adam Cole with the NXT championship Bobby Fish and Cal O'Reilly with the tag team championships Roderick Strong with the North American and Roderick Strong's wife is it Maureen Shafir with the NXT NXT women's championship that would be amazing and then they have some UK people and then they get some main roster people NWO brother so yeah now let's go to the main event so yeah, the main event of NXT Takeover New York, amazing show. But I honestly think that the first two falls of Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole for the NXT Championship, I don't think that was those falls were good. I think they were too. I think the match actual match quality was too slow. I the falls came out of nowhere though. That was pretty cool. But other than that, the match was pretty slow. And I thought, oh no, no, Johnny can't have a bad match. No. No, please, please, Johnny, please, Johnny wrestling. But then after I said that, and both the falls were equal, the the match kicked in, the 5.5 star match rating that, that, that I got came in. I honestly don't think it should have been 5.5 stars. But, you know, but it was still an amazing match, though. Um, that was nearly 40 minutes, I just realised. That 40 minutes went quick when I watched that live. Anyway, it was so good. After that, there's loads of kickouts. Um, you could say that it was making Adam Cole look weak because he kept kicking out of his finishing moves, but I don't think so. I think it just shows that Johnny Gargano was resilient and he had determination to win the NXT Championship. And then, of course, at the end, Tommaso Ciampa, the former champion and also former DIY teammate of Johnny Gargano. And obviously, there were bitter rivals. And kind of slow came out. I think that was a really bittersweet moment, amazing moment with them, Champa and Gargano and Luray. And then they all got Theresa afterwards. Kidding. But still, it was amazing. And I just realised I forgot to mention the John Cena part of WrestleMania where it beat down Elias. I just did. There you go, people who were expecting that. Um, so, yeah, that was it. Johnny Gargano versus Adam Cole was amazing. But there might be some tensions in the Undisputed Era because of what happened in the match. And also because in a couple of NXT TV episodes later, Roderick got a match against Johnny instead of Adam Cole, and then he was pretty angry at it. And apparently at a live event, he accidentally superkits Roderick. Oof, ooh-woo. So yeah, that's been it for this episode. And, yeah, for this episode, I don't know if I'm going to continue this, but it might just be rambles from now on. It might not be like this, where it's like a single recording for each match. Because honestly... It takes too long, like literally, it took me two hours to record this um, because I had to edit all the songs in between, obviously on Spotify and all the other platforms that um, you can't hear the songs in between. But if you want to get Anchor, which is where I'm recording, recording this, you can you can create your own podcast for free. It, might, it has a chance to go on Spotify and all of them. I think it goes on Spotify and all of the apps like podcasts. Obviously, I'm just testing it, testing it out now, so I wouldn't know. So if I can get on it, if you're listening to me on Spotify or any of the other apps right now, you'll obviously you can get it for free then on Anchor. A really good app. I got it as a random 
random advert on YouTube, I think. It was just amazing. It's an amazing app. I'm not sponsored. <laughs> but honestly, amazing app. Honestly, amazing, amazing app. You can have, like, songs in, sound effects. If if you're quite popular, you can get fan messages and, like, have those in in, in between. It's really good. Um, only problem is, obviously, on Spotify stuff, I mentioned this earlier, you won't be able to hear the songs. If you're all listening to this on Spotify and all those other stuff... You can download Anchor to listen to the songs in between. But all it is, is the winners... Well, except for Batista and Walter, it was just the winners theme played before. I think the opening was, like, a song by Queen, Give Me The Prize, which I already said, I think. Anyway, thank you guys for listening to this podcast. Check out my YouTube channel, LTG. Check out my Twitter, at UndisputedLTG. Formerly, stood for Luke the Geek, just because... Luke the Geek was my YouTube name for quite a while, but then I changed it because Luke the Geek, it, it just sounds weird, to be honest, doesn't it? And I think that's it. I have a Facebook page that I don't use. Which I don't know how to delete it. If you want to like that, but I'm not on it. My Instagram is... I forgot how to leave next episode. <laughs> yeah, peace out.